Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and we've got a tremendous three hours for you guys as we've got a lot of conference tournament action that is going to be going down on Saturday. Lots of championships going to be passed out. You've got a couple power conferences in which they're going to be in the semifinal tomorrow, so we're going to try to hit on every single game for Saturday within this show. Along the way, we're going to be talking with Ryan Rossi, and he does a great job with the Philadelphia CityCast. That is part of the VEASAN family of podcasts. He's going to be joining me in the second segment here. That will be if you're out there on the West Coast, 10, 15 p.m. Pacific. If you're out on the East Coast, 1, 15 a.m. Eastern time. Obviously, with him being out there in the great state of Pennsylvania, going to be talking about Villanova, what we can expect out of them from the Big East Finals. So we're going to have some fun there. We're going to be just hitting upon a little bit of everything right now. And what we've got to hit on is some of the games that you're probably sweating out right now. Out here in lovely Las Vegas, we've got three games, actually. Technically, one of the games is out there in Henderson, Nevada. It's pretty much right next to Las Vegas. It's a place in which you wind up living a couple minutes away from Las Vegas, and then you wind up driving into Las Vegas. So how about if we get you caught up on these games right now? So we've actually got four games out there in the Pac-12. Currently, it is USC. That is currently trailing UCLA. This is by a count of 40 to 34. 16 minutes left in the second half of this one. You want to find UCLA laying in a lot of places right around six points on the close. You wound up seeing a couple five and a halfs, but you wound up seeing them being a six point favorite in a lot of spots. And if you're looking to bet this thing live, a lot of places you're finding this with UCLA being a seven and a half point favorite live. Total hovering right in the neighborhood about 132-ish live. This is a total that goes more around 134, 134 and a half. Meanwhile, out there in the WAC tournament, you've got Abilene Christian and Seattle doing doing battle. Right now in a lot of places, you're finding Abilene Christian as a little bit of a sizable favorite. They were a little bit more of one, but Seattle... Seattle has been able to make a little bit of a run here. It's now 40 to 38. You've got 13 minutes left in this one. A lot of places. I am currently seeing Abilene Christian as a three and a half point favorite total of 125 and a half. So this one has cratered a little bit from what we wound up seeing on the outset as we've now got USC currently trailing UCLA by kind of 40 to 36. Meanwhile, how about if we wind up going to the big West right now, if you're looking about this thing live, Kelsey Fullerton, anywhere between a six and six and a half point live favorite. They lead Hawaii 40 to 33, right around nine minutes remaining in this one. And then San Diego State, Colorado State, 
closing seconds of the first half. It has been all San Diego State, 35-25, as you've got Colorado State trying to be able to get a bucket here before half, but you're going to be finding them probably as a second-half team that is going to be probably catching right around eight or so points. The live line, right now you're finding San Diego State as an eight-point favorite. San Diego State has been able to get their tempo going into tonight. Number one team with regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis, and what makes it even more scary is when you wind up combining that defense, and these guys are actually knocking down their threes. San Diego State wound up starting out four out of their fi first five from distance. Typically, it's been a team that they have been very reliant upon Matt Bradley to be able to get their offense set. Now you've been able to see a little bit more, and that could make this San Diego State team very dangerous come the NCAA tournament because they are going to be getting in. Colorado State, they're ranked in the top 25 right now. If they wind up dropping this game, they're going to be safe on selection Sunday. The question is, how safe and what seed do they wind up getting? But as of right now, to put it politely, Colorado State is getting punked with the way that San Diego State has been able to shoot six of nine from three parts. Been a little bit of a sloppy game for San Diego State in terms of being able to take care of the ball. Nine turnovers for them, but for Colorado State, Clearly, they are not getting their tempo in this one. 19 total shot attempts as you've got the waning seconds of the first half. San Diego State, they're going to be going into the locker room after these free throws as looks like they're going to be able to go to the free throw line there. So we're keeping notes on that. Colorado State, a team that has been very efficient on offense, but contrary to popular belief, a team that ranks right around 250th with regards to possessions per game, not necessarily too much of an up-tempo team. And then what I think is going to be very intriguing in this Pac-12 matchup between UCLA and USC. How is USC going to be able to close out this game? Because this is a rematch of a game that we wound up seeing a week or so ago. I remember taking the points with USC. I wound up doing it once again tonight. And, well, it was looking like things were not going to be going so well for USC. They were down something like 14 points with about six minutes left. And then they were able to make a nice Herculean run. They were able to get the cover in that contest. And I'm also going to be very curious to see how Johnny Juzang winds up looking towards back half of this contest as well. So now you've got UCLA up 46-38, about 13 minutes remaining in this one. And if you take a look at it right now, Johnny Juzang just four points in this contest. But it's been the Jaime Akez show. He's been able to get to the free throw line. UCLA 12 of 15 at the free throw line. USC 5 of 10 at the free throw line. And this is something that you really want to be noting going into the NCAA tournament. Now, there are certain situations in which there's just nothing that you can do about it in terms of free throw shooting percentage. We've seen a couple teams just come in shooting like 75, 76% at the free throw line. And then they just wind up completely tanking in the game or not necessarily tanking, but just completely not being able to hit their free throws. They wind up crumbling under pressure, but with USC, they've been one of your lesser free throw shooting teams all season long. A little bit better in Pac-12 play, but coming in tonight, right around 66.5% at the free line. So we're going to be taking note of that. When it comes to what we're getting out here in the Big West, I do think that this one is relatively intriguing as well because the winner of this game is going to be taking on a Long Beach State team that was be able to win at the buzzer to be able to get the job done themselves. And it's a game that what that either way, I'll be setting my handicap once we do wind up having a final in this one. But either way, I'm going to be making Long Beach State a little bit of a favor. I'd be making them a slightly less bit of a favor against Cal State Fullerton. If it's Fullerton that winds up making it, 
I'd be probably setting that line right around one and a half to two, depending on what we wind up getting towards back after this game. With Hawaii, they've been dealing with a little bit of injury to their top scorer, Noel Coleman. So I'd be probably setting that line a little bit closer to a four, maybe even a four and a half if this winds up being a little bit of a calamity of a late game. But with Kelsey Fullerton, what you do want to be noting with this team is that they have throttled down for past years that they're really not relying upon the deep shot this season. It's a Kelsey Fullerton team that in past years, they were very reliant upon the three. This year, shooting only about 31% from three fire range. They're a secret weapon and He's been able to do a great job tonight. EJ Onasiki, he's able to give you 11 points, 11 boards. While he was at Sacred Heart two seasons ago, averaged a double-double, went to Tennessee last year, didn't get a lot of playing time, so he's went out west. He's been able to find himself a very nice home, and with his Cal State Fullerton team, it's been a team that's been rather impressive in conference. They aren't a team that necessarily has like a whole bunch of star-studded results that wound up happening out of conference. They really didn't get too many opportunities in general, although I will say, Losing by single digits against Santa Clara, being able to hold in there, losing by 10 on the road against San Diego State. Not necessarily too bad of a team, but when it comes to Long Beach State and what we were able to see from them a little bit earlier in the night, I do think that that was rather impressive as well. A Long Beach State team that they were bludgeoned out of conference, but they've been able to turn over a new leaf when it comes to what you wind up seeing in conference play, doing a much better job with their defense as well. And if you're looking at teams that they have been able to turn over a little bit of a new leaf, I would say Indiana's one. If you're looking for a takeaway, that I wound up having from Friday, the Hoosiers being able to get the job done against Illinois by kind of 65 to 63. That is something that I think is very noteworthy. And the biggest thing from this game is that Illinois is worse when Andre Curbelo is on the floor. Now, he was a guy that many people thought was going to be an All-American candidate, perhaps, which I find that to be very intriguing because, I mean, it was a guy that he had a lot of upside. But you just take a look at the numbers. Cooper Watson, we're going to give co- proper credit a bus and brackets wanted tweeting this out Illinois when Andre Corbello plays 20 or more minutes in a game they are three and six straight up they are six and two Illinois is when he winds up playing in a game but he plays fewer than 20 minutes and 13 and one when he sees a big old goose egg with regards to his minutes played so this is an Illinois team that I think that it's going to be interesting to gauge them moving forward I think that's really going to be interesting to take a look at the Big Ten as well for those of you guys that wind up having the Purdue versus Penn State game. Boy, oh boy. That was a little bit of a brutal one as you did wind up seeing Purdue being able to get the job done, but it wound up being 69 to 61. A little bit of a lower scoring game. Penn State, they have been able to get their tempo all season long. It wound up being a spot at which Purdue, they wind up closing in a lot of places right around a 10, 10 and a half point favorite, depending on where you look. And I mean, for Penn State, they didn't wind up hitting a whole bunch of shots, but they wound up hitting them when they counted in terms of the spread as they wound up going 8 of 26 from three far range as this was a game which it looked like things were going to be very fast saying late 62 to 61. Purdue wound up having a one point lead with about 240 remaining. And then from there, they were able to do a solid job of be able to open things up. They were able to go on an eight to zero run late. But I mean, if you wound up having that total of 133 over, that was a little bit of an issue as Penn State did not wind up scoring the final 242 of the game. And we've been noticing a lot of collapses playing games as well. This is something I'm going to be exploring exploring a little bit later on the show. I think that you've got a lot of things at play here. You wind up seeing a lot of the favorites wind up having a collapse and you've got to think that a lot of it is just human mindset, desperation of these underdogs. A lot of these teams that they are the favorites, they get a little bit fat and happy. They think, all right, we're going to be able to just completely run away with this game. We don't need to continue to show up or anything like that towards the middle part of the game. And I do think that that's an intriguing aspect to take a look at because I mean, we've been just seeing it rampant. 
If you, like me, wind up having Arizona State, you know exactly what I am talking about. As If you're taking a look at things right now, UCLA is now been able to open up a 51-40 lead over USC. You've got about 11 minutes remaining in that contest when it comes to what you're... Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You're able to get just out west in general. Very intriguing games to say the least. As if you're looking at betting on some of these games live, you're going to be laying quite a few points with a lot of the teams that opened up a favorite, including San Diego State. If you're looking at the second half line, you're finding Colorado State one and a half point favorite on the second half line, total of 67, 35 26. San Diego State has the lead over Colorado State at the half. So we're going to be continuing to take a look at these, but we're going to head out east next. We've got my friend Ryan Rossi, and he does an absolutely terrific job with the Philadelphia CityCast. That is a part of the VEASAN family of podcasts. Going to be talking about what we're going to be getting in the Big East tournament with Villanova now in the final, and we're going to be discussing that and so much more with Ryan on the other side right here on, on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bang Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Zin Nicotine Pouches are a fresh way to be able to enjoy nicotine. And Zin Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and they're made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch in between your upper lip and gum. For up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction, Zin is available in 10 varieties and two strengths, three milligrams of fresh nicotine satisfaction and six milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet. You can enjoy nicotine anywhere and at any time. Find your freedom and find your satisfaction by finding your Zin. Go to Zin.com, that is Z-Y-N.com, and learn more to be able to find a Zin, to be able to find Zin pouches 
near you. Zinn nicotine pouches are only for adult 21 years or older users of tobacco or nicotine. And this is a warning that this product does contain nicotine and nicotine. It is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Peterson, and great to be joined by our guest. Ryan Rothstein does a great job with the CityCast for Philadelphia, part of the VEASAN family of podcasts over there at Bet Rivers. You're able to follow Ryan on Twitter at WiseRye. And Ryan, it is great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. G-Unit, it's always a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to have you aboard. And Ryan, we're going to have a rambunctious final out there in the Big East Tournament, a team that you know very well, the Villanova Wildcats. They're going to be taking on the Creighton Blue Jays. And I think that it's so fascinating because this is a Creighton bunch that they wound up losing their starting point guard in Ryan Nemhart. And I mean, coming into the Big East Tournament, they weren't looking very good at all. Meanwhile, here in these last two games, they have been able to find it. What have you noticed with Creighton? They're going to be facing off of Villanova because last two games, they've looked rather impressive. Yeah, I mean, for me, obviously I'm focusing in on Villanova and I I look back at how the season started uh, with Villanova and Creighton and Villanova just was a no-call, no-show. Creighton just absolutely stomped them and that was pretty much their best stomping performance for quite some time this season. And then uh, Villanova sort of flipped the script on them a couple weeks later after they get the doors beat off them. Villanova does the same and returns the favor. So, you know, now this is, this is the, uh, the rubber match, if you will, winner takes all for all the marbles here. And, you know, it's going to be a great game. I mean, Creighton has some size and I think the key, one of the keys we'll get into a a ton of more here in a minute, but uh, Eric Dixon dealing with the flu flu like illness. We're not really sure. He only played, I think 12 minutes uh, against UConn. So that's a factor despite Villanova's success with, you know, spreading teams out. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's going to be the game plan here for the Big East title. Yep, and when it comes to what we've seen out of Villanova as well, what I think is going to be a very big key in this game, and it was a key in that game against UConn. It was a key in certainly the game against St. John's, in which that was a one-point game. Yeah. Their free throw shooting. Villanova, number one in the country in terms of free throw shooting percentage. They went 7 of 8 against UConn. They went 17 of 20 against St. John's. I think that this is going to be something that is going to be a little bit of a deciding factor if you do wind up seeing a little bit more of a physical game. And I think that that's really something that you're able to bank on with Villanova if you wind up laying some points. We always know that when it comes down late in games, a team is up like five points with a minute remaining. The last thing that you want is seven foot Mr. Uncoordinated the fifth taking free throws, (laughs) shooting 52% of the free throw line for his career. And you're certainly not going to be having that with Villanova. No, absolutely not. And and that is, it's so critical. And, and as we all know, you know, as well as anyone, Greg, it, when we're trying to bet these games and we're trying to find an edge, which is really difficult in these conference tournaments, especially the big East, the, the free throw relying on teams being able to step up the line and knock down a couple free ones, a couple foul shots here. It's it's hard to predict, and that's that's a huge variable in these games down the stretch, especially as you mentioned, Villanova. Knock on wood uh, for Villanova fans in the Philadelphia area. That's never really a concern. Eighty-three percent right? from the line all year, number one in the country, as you mentioned. You feel a, 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 as good as you can when it comes to the foul shooting with Nova uh, and the Wildcats, and you know Jay Wright on the sideline and Colin Gillespie being the floor general. 
that doesn't hurt either. How about Gillespie and Moore, Greg, in this matchup uh, yesterday now against UConn? Didn't do anything, and they still get a win over a really uh, solid program in UConn. Two teams that can be in the second weekend in the big dance. Gillespie and Moore combined for two points uh, in the first half, and Gillespie just did what he did, facilitated getting 10 assists, and you know the rest is history. And I believe that with Villanova, among their rotation players, nobody shoots below 75% in the free throw line. So it's not like, oh, we could pick on this one guy who doesn't shoot it well at the free throw line. Unfortunately, with Villanova, that is not the case. And as of right now, we're seeing a couple opening numbers come out on this one where I'm at Circa right now as Villanova as a seven-point favorite. DraftKings out there out east. They've got Villanova as a six-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 129-and-a-half. Personally, I want to making Villanova an eight-point favorite. I do think that the injury to Ryan Nemar that I mentioned a little bit earlier is going to come back to bite them. Where do you wind up standing on this? Because I know that you want to bringing up some concerns with Eric Dixon, who has become a rather big part of the Villanova rotation. Yeah, absolutely. It, that's that's my biggest red flag or concern. But also on top of that, it, it's it's not the worst thing in the world that could happen to this Villanova team. Eric Dixon is a huge factor and a huge piece to this Villanova puzzle. But what does Villanova do well? <laughs> what do they rely on? They want to spread you out. They want to take your bigs away from the rim. They want to post up their guards. They feel like they always have an advantage there. And if not, they're going to shoot threes and they're going to knock them down. They're going to penetrate and kick and they're going to get to the foul line, knock down the foul shots as we touched on, and they're going to take care of the ball. So Eric Dixon is a concern. Uh, we'll see how many minutes he's able to play. Only 12, as I mentioned, against UConn. But I still feel good about Nova here. Now, if we're talking, okay, well, does good mean we're comfortable laying seven and a half to eight points? No. All right. This is a Big East championship on the line at the Garden. The atmosphere, by the way, Greg, on Friday night was absolutely spectacular. Uh, Billy Joel playing after the game ended, the Nova game. I mean, in the Mecca. And now everything on the line on Saturday. So the atmosphere, I'm sure, is going to be unbelievable. But it's a battle. These two teams met twice already. I'm staying away from the spread. I, I just think eight's too much. It's too many points. Yep. And just to be clear, I want him saying the spread at eight. Right now, you're seeing it at DraftKings at six and a half. Right now, at circa a seven. So you've got a little bit more of a discount there. But with that said, I do think that it's going to be really intriguing to see what we wind up getting in that game. And for Villanova, just pass a Big East tournament when they do wind up getting into the NCAA tournament. If you're looking for what I like to call recession-proof teams, teams that they are least likely to wind up taking a little bit of an early exit, I feel like Villanova is one of those teams in which you're able to take a look at them on the futures market and say, okay, is Villanova going to be able to win the national championship? Maybe not, but I feel like they're one of the best teams at being able to get to the second weekend. They sort of have the goods to not be a complete and utter letdown, be able to give you, at the very least, a fighting chance. I'm not sure where you stand on that, but I do think that the senior leadership and, like I mentioned, the way that Villanova shoots free throws leads to them being a team that is a little bit more of a team that you can rely upon to, at the very least, give you life in the second week of the tournament. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and really, just for a lot of the reasons that we already discussed here, Greg, this is a team uh, you're, you're comfortable with uh, Jay Wright on the sideline. You're comfortable uh, with the, with the quarterback in Gillespie uh, who's been there and done that. And they're a team that's not going to turn the ball over. They take care of the ball. They knock down their foul shots. 
Uh, you know, they lack some depth. They lack some rim protection. But, man, they're, they're as good of a team as any to bet on, and they seem to be trending in the right direction at the right time. And this is the biggest X factor here that I'm about to bring up, as you're well aware of this, but for the listeners who may not be, there's a chance if Villanova ends up in the East region and they win their first two games, they're going to be playing a, a sweet 16 game and possibly an elite eight game with an opportunity to punch their ticket to the final four on their home floor in Philadelphia. So it's all about matchups. It's all about your path to the final four and the championship. Uh, and man, if they are able to draw the East region 24 to one, uh, is certainly a, a nice number when you factor everything in there for Villanova to win the championship in the futures market. Yep, and if you're able to get any sort of advantage whatsoever this time of year with regards to not having travel, not having to travel a lot, having some of your home fans that are able to be in attendance, that would be absolutely massive. Not as massive as having you on the show, though, Ryan. You do an absolutely terrific job. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me. I had a blast as always. Thank you so much, Greg. At, at Wise Rye on Twitter, Rye is spelled R-Y-E. He does absolutely amazing work. He's a part of the city cast that we wind up doing over there with Bet Rivers. We've got a bunch of them, like you've got Daniel Afari doing a great job with the Los Angeles one. Our man Will Hill does a great job with the New York one. Danny Burke over there in the great state of Illinois doing the Chicago city cast. List goes on and on. These guys do absolutely amazing work. You're able to find those podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. List goes on and on. Coming up next on the flip side, we're going to be taking a look at these West Coast games that we've got in college basketball, update you on them, and try to turn it forward to Saturday right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Today. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Join the college hoops action all for free with March Mania Survivor presented by KFC. Pick winning teams throughout the tournament to outlast the competition and feast on your share of $30,000. Head over to DraftKings.com slash KFC hyphen March and then another hyphen media. Now to be able to play for free to get your cut of the cash. DraftKings.com slash KFC hyphen March hyphen mania on that link KFC. It is finger looking good. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details as it is a great Peterson experience with myself, Greg Oops Peterson and We've got some rambunctious action that is currently going down here in these college basketball games. Hawaii has knocked down back-to-back threes, so they're trying to make this interesting against Cal State Fullerton. We're down to about 44 seconds left to go. In a typical game, they would probably just wind up saying, you know what, we are going to call it a day here, but you've got Hawaii, and they're doing everything humanly possible to try to get back the ball, but we've got a fellow here with 33 seconds left. Cal State Fullerton, they are going to be able to get the job done. Only question is by how much they should be able to cover the spread as well, unless if you've got a real calamity that winds going down in the final few seconds. I say that, and we've seen some calamities here, so we do need to throw that out there. Cal State Fullerton winds up closing as right around a two-and-a-half point favorite total. Between 133.5 and 134, that is certainly going to be going under, so we'll be able to give you guys a preview of Fullerton up against Long Beach State here in a few seconds, but 
first things first, we're going to be updating these other games that we've got in college basketball as well. USC and UCLA currently doing battle. Got about four minutes remaining in this game. UCLA finds themselves up by kind of 63 to 52. Probably not going to be able to get in live on this game if you are. Last I was seeing, you were finding UCLA as a 10.5 point favorite. Likely going to be going off the board very, very soon if it hasn't already because this is a game that is getting late right now. You're able to dive in live on this game, though. Evelyn Christian and Seattle. Seattle's right now finding themselves a live three and a half point underdog. It is Abilene Christian in the lead by kind of 63 to 60. You've got 350 remaining in this one. So things are getting very tight as Abilene Christian winds up closing. Some spots a two point favorite. A lot of places more around a two and a half point favorite. 12 anywhere between 139 and a half and 140 is going to be an almighty sweat because if you wind up having a one possession game, you're not going to get late game felling. If this winds up being... Either of these teams being up by kind of five, six points with a minute left to go. You know what's happening there. So we're going to be keeping our eyes on that. And then San Diego State, Colorado State. Right now, it is going the way of the Aztecs. 41 to 30. You've got yourself 14-28 remaining in the second half of this one. This was a very interesting total. It winds up closing anywhere between 125 and 125 and a half. Colorado State opens up the one-point favor. They wind up closing the two to two and a half point underdog. So we saw a big giant swing to San Diego State. Right now, the money is looking correct, though. Once again, we have seen some absolutely insane things wind up going down in these conference tournaments. So we're going to be taking a look at that. And it is official. Cal State Fullerton is able to get the job done. 58 to 46. They wind up taking down Hawaii. That's a cover for Fullerton. That's an under on the total. And that means that you are going to be getting a Long Beach State and Cal State Fullerton in the Big West final. And my handicap of this game, I'm going to be making this total 136, and I'm going to be making Long Beach State a two-point favorite. This is going to be 641, 642 on the betting board. You should be seeing these numbers come up probably very late tonight. If you're out here in Las Vegas, I've been noticing that Circa has been putting up some of these very early openers. They wound up actually just putting one out for Texas Southern versus Alcorn State. That is Texas Southern opening up a three-point favorite with a total of 131.5. I can tell you right now, I want to make a Texas Southern a four-and-a-half point favorite. I'll, if we've got time, dive into that a little bit further, but in terms of this Cal State Fullerton versus Long Beach State game, I do think that Long Beach State is going to be able to get the job done because we've seen just so much improvement with this team throughout the year. You got Joel Murray, Colin Slater, a guy, the pair of guys that give you 30 points per contest. It was Slater who stepped up to the plate in their win over UC Santa Barbara. They were able to put up 30 points. Slater was able to in that game, a guy that overall for the year is shooting about 40% from three-point range. And then Abdul Treyer is a guy that's able to give you eight rebounds per game. He's going to be matched up with Ija Onasiki. Onasiki has been absolutely amazing for this Cal State Fullerton team. Guy that overall for the year has been averaging right around 16 points, eight and a half rebounds per game. So not quite the double-double that he had in his days at Sacred a few years ago. But take a look at what he wound up doing here tonight against Hawaii. 16 points, 13 boards. He was absolutely the best player out there on the floor. For Cal State Fullerton and you, another guy that you want to be taking note of for Cal State Fullerton, Damari Milseed. He's a transfer from San Francisco. Has been able to do a solid job for the team. Wound up having 18 points in this contest. Fullerton, not necessarily a team that's going to bomb it from three-point range. This is a team that they shoot right around 32% from three. Long Beach State, more in the mid-30s from three-point range with Long Beach State. Just really a team that's turned over a new leaf with regards to their defense. They were putrid on defense towards the beginning part of the season. Now they're more around 
league average with regards to points allowed on a per possession basis. And the last time these two teams wound up playing, Long Beach State wound up getting the job done by kind of 71 to 61. That was a game which we wound up seeing a total on that game of a 146. We've been noticing it with Long Beach State with the way that their defense has been playing. Their totals went from like 150 to the high 140s to the mid 140s now down to the more high 130s so I do feel like they're starting to find their watermark as it's been a Long Beach State team has been one of the better teams to the under recently but what I think is going to be also key for Long Beach State is much like they wanted doing in their last win 71 to 61 they got the job done there they need to be able to take care of the ball this is a Fullerton team that they do a little bit better job of being able to take care of it. The Long Beach State, Long Beach State is a team that they're going to commit right around 14 turnovers per contest, but they've been able to do a little bit of a better job here recently. And the other guy that I think is going to be very key for this Long Beach State team, Jordan Roberts, a guy that's able to give you right around nine points, four and a half rebounds per game. Doesn't necessarily do a great job of being able to shoot threes, but six foot nine, he's able to do an okay job of shooting threes. And also what is going to be an edge for Long Beach State is that even though they're the lesser free throw shooting team in this game, Cal State Fullerton, a team that they shoot right around 77.5% at the free line. They rank in the top 25 in all of college basketball at that regard. Got a Long Beach State team that each of your top three scores, they shoot at least 80% at the free line. I think that that's going to be big. So setting my line, Long Beach State, two-point favorite, made this total 136. So that's where we wind up standing on that one. If you're looking at the games that we've got going on right now, we've got now a 67-57 to 57 game between UCLA and USC. It is UCLA in the lead. We are in the final minutes of that one. So if you wind up taking the points with USC, you need a little bit of a run. If you wind up playing it with UCLA, you're probably going to be opening that they wind up being able to can their free throws. And then the other game that is really close right now is right now you've got San Diego State, Colorado State. That's a game that is 43 to 33 with about 1230 remaining. But this Evelyn Christian versus Seattle game, this one is going to be very nip and tuck. As right now you've got yourself a 64 to 64 contest, 305 remaining. So it does not wind up getting much more tight than that. It's a game which Evelyn Christian closes a two and a half point favorite. Total of anywhere between 139 and a half and 140 is going to be decided on whether or not a team is able to break away late. So we are going to be taking a look at that. If you're looking live, Evelyn Christian, a one and a half point favorite. Total is completely off the board. So we've got some great action there. And we've got some great action in general for this college basketball Saturday. As we're going to have the Ivy League that is going to be going at it as well. I want to make it my DK Nation pick a part of the Ivy League as well because, well, we wound up having three games that wound up having that wound up having known actual matchups going into the day. So I wound up having to pick one of the three. So that's a big reason why we're going to be having one of those. And I'll be hitting upon the one that I don't wind up hitting in the first hour in the second hour, since that'll be the DK Nation pick. But this is the one that is not the DK Nation pick. It's the first game that we're going to be seeing on the day in terms of the normal Las Vegas betting board. That'd be 601, 602 Cornell and Princeton. Princeton opened up a seven point favor, finding them anywhere between six and six and a half. Totals went down. And between 153 and 153.5 is where you're going to be finding this total. And I thought that the opening total was actually correct. I set my total at a 155. It's a Cornell team that they just play at warp speed. They're in the top 25 with regards to possessions per game. And they're going up against a Princeton team that they're about as efficient as efficient gets. With regards to points scored on a per possession basis, they rank in the top 25 in all of college basketball. Now, 
the big trepidation that you've got to be having with this Princeton team is that they are putrid at the free throw, and they shoot right around 67% of the charity strike. They're a team that they're in the bottom 50 in terms of all of college basketball at that regard. But, I mean, when you've got a team that is able to do such a good job of being able to put points up on the board, 12th in the country with regards to points scored on a per-possession basis, that is going to be very beneficial. And when it comes to road and neutral court environments, they rank more around eighth with regards to points scored on a per possession basis. It's a Cornell team that they play rather fast, but they don't have a single guy that averages more than 10 and a half points per game. I like what you're able to get out of Kobe Dixon. He's a six foot nine, a little bit of a do it all guy. Six and a half points, four and a half boards, three and a half assists. So he does a little bit of this and that. But when it comes to Cornell, you've really got one guy that does a good job from three point range. That'd be Keller Boothby. He's able to shoot right around 49% from three point range, gives you nine and a half points per contest, but single digits. And now, four out of the last five games, he's been cooling off. As the season has won along, it's a Princeton team that they don't necessarily do a terrific job with regards to being able to hit the glass, but Toussaint Yves I always say that name incorrectly. We give it our best effort. Six foot nine gentleman that's able to give this Princeton team 15 points, eight boards. He chips in their forces. His point forward abilities are going to be very big. I am all aboard Princeton in the spot, made them a seven point favorite, and I made this total 155. So that's where we're going to be standing on that one. Coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at a game or two that we're going to be getting for Saturday, and we're going to be updating what we're currently seeing in this West Coast action. As right now, we've got three games that are still very live, and there's big betting implications on all of them. So getting you guys updated on that next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket coverage. Starting this Sunday with six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com. It includes a full bracket reveal and opening lines for every single game. The VSIN College Hoops Experts. That includes myself, Greg Gibbs Pearson, Matt Humans, John Von Tobel, Tim Murray, and a cast of others will be analyzing every single game, discussing with bookmakers, making the lines, and we're going to do our best to be able to find you some early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start out your bracket and round one tournament betting with VSIN's College Hoops Experts on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's all free on VSIN.com, as it is a Greg Peterson experience with myself, Greg Gibbs Pearson. It is going to be an awesome day on Sunday where we get to find out all the teams that are going to be making the NCAA tournament. I will throw this out here as well. It's not going to get as much here on VSIM, but I mean, the NIT, the CBI, there is money to be made in these tournaments as well. I'll have you guys covered on Coast Coast Hoops with those as well. So have no fear on the, some of those smaller tournaments. I've got you guys covered there, and we are covered with regards to who's going to be making the Pac-12 title game, UCLA. They survive and advance. They take down USC and they're able to get the cover. 69 to 59 is the final. Another under in one of these conference tournament games. We've been seeing quite a few of them the last few days as the only time that you don't is when you wind up saying having, oh, say a three overtime game that involves a bunch of technical fouls at the end of the game. I'm looking at you, the conference USA game between UAB and Middle Tennessee for Anyone that wound up having the under in that one, I apologize. If you want to take it anything more than UAB laying four, that's that that that's just cataclysmically bad. I mean, 
I speak from someone who wound up having the under in that game and wound up having a very early number on UAB. So very fortunately was still protected that that was one of the strangest things I've ever seen before in my life. So we've got that going on. And when it comes to UCLA versus Arizona, this is going to be a game which I want to, I'm setting this UCLA being a four point underdog. I'm making this total 146. When it comes to Arizona, I do think that you do have to take into account the injury that you've got to Kirk Carissa. Kirk Carissa is a guy that wound up having a triple double a few weeks ago. And these two teams actually wound up splitting during the regular season, but I do still think that Arizona is going to be fine. I'm very curious to see where this winds up opening up at because I'm thinking that it's probably going to be three, three and a half. I would be on Arizona in that spot. Like I said, if you wind up getting north of four, that is certainly going to be a take on UCLA. And UCLA has really been able to do a great job on defense. You wound up seeing it tonight. They wound up giving up just 59 points. And it's a UCLA team that the big thing for them right now is the fact that they've been able to do a little bit of a better job down low. Miles Johnson, the transfer from Rutgers, gives this team something that they did not wind up having a season ago. And that's more of a true rim protector, a guy that's able to give you a block and a half per contest. He's able to do a very solid job with that regard. You take a look at what you see USC was able to do tonight. And I mean, they didn't turn the ball real a lot. They wound up having nine turnovers, but they were just pounded into oblivion, trying to be able to get the ball inside the arc. And they just couldn't do so. Meanwhile, a little bit of a concern that you do have for UCLA is Jaime is is Johnny Juzang wound up having 10 points in this contest, but Jaime Alcas, he wound up stepping up to the plate. Six of nine from the floor, 19 points. It's a very efficient UCLA team that has only committed about nine and a half turnovers per contest. They rank in the top 10 in all of college basketball in that regard, but with Arizona, I do think that the edge down low has to go to Christian Coloco, a guy that's able to give you 2.7 blocks, has been able to average right around 13 or so points. He's able to give you seven rebounds per game. You throw in there Azula Sabellas, and that is very good one-two punch. Now, Arizona just seems to be getting their tempo in so many of these games. It's a team that has really been able to gun it. Meanwhile, for UCLA, and it's a team that they actually play a little bit more up-tempo than last season, but you just take a look at what they've been able to do on defense. It has been incredibly impressive. Last time they wound up giving up more than 70 points in a game. You have to go back to that triple overtime game that they wound up playing against Arizona State, in which that was just one of the most epic things that we wound up seeing before in our life. And guess what? That was a game in which you wound up having Arizona State not be able to get to 70 points until the first overtime. So, I mean, this is a team that in regulation, last time they wound up giving up more than 70 points, that was against, you guessed it, Arizona when they wound up going on the road. That was a 76-66 game. So, I do think that the defense is going to be rather solid in this game. But, I mean, with Arizona, this is also a team that they're giving up 70-plus on any given night, and they're also doing a good job of be able to put up their points as well. So I do think that that is something that you do want to be taking a look at for Arizona. It's a team that they're in the top 15 in all of college basketball. The guards possessions per game. The backcourt still relatively solid with the team, despite not having Kirk Carissa. I do think that Arizona should be able to get the job done in this spot. I think that they've got a little bit of a rebounding advantage. So this is a game in which I'm setting the line. Arizona being a four-point favorite. I'm making my total 146 in that one. So that is going to be really intriguing to take a look at. It's going to be really intriguing to take a look at the WAC final as well as right now you've got Evelyn Christian and Seattle doing battle. Evelyn Christian is up 75 to 74 with nine seconds remaining. So this is an almighty sweat and a sprint to the finish line. The total, it certainly has one over as we've had a nice upward of scoring here in the last few minutes. Not even necessarily through fouling. Both of these teams, they're just hitting shots right now. 
Evelyn Christian now up 77 to 76 as it looks like they're heading to the free throw line with five seconds remaining. So this one is going to be an almighty sweat. Meanwhile, the other game that's still in progress, San Diego State and Colorado State. This is a second half that if you wind up taking the under, you're feeling very good about it. You've got 27 points on the board here in the second half and about 13 and a half minutes have gone by. It is 47 to 41, 642 remaining in this contest. San Diego State currently holds the lead. They want to seeing the team all come in on them. They wound up going from a one point underdog up to a favorite of two to two and a half on the close right now. If you're looking live, you've got a live total of a buck 14 and San Diego State is a seven and a half point favorite. So that's going to be very intriguing to take a look at moving forward. Winner of this game, they are going to be playing against Boise State in the final of the Mountain West tournament. So you've got a lot of implications. Here. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply going to be a very intriguing one and what else I think is going to be very intriguing as well what we're going to be able to get out of the MAC final how about if we wind up hitting this one as we got 629 630 on the betting board this is Akron and Kent State a pair of teams that are not very far away from the place in which this is going to be played in Cleveland Ohio and right now you are finding the Kent State Golden Flashes as a two-point favorite in your trial scheme it is anywhere between 124 and a half and 125 and I think that this game is going to be so intriguing because last time these two teams wound up playing you wound up seeing some antics at the end of the game Kent State they went on the road they got the job done against Akron by kind of 66 to 64 and they let the crowd know about it they were waving to the crowd they were sort of mocking them. There was some good, high-quality trash shock in that game. Nothing vulgar. We didn't have, like, a Bryant versus Wagner situation. That's what you like to see, some good classic trash shock without it going necessarily too haywire. But that said, it's a spot in which I mean Kent State a three-and-a-half-point favorite. If you're looking at hottest teams in all of college basketball, Kent State is right now riding a 14-game win streak. I believe that that is actually the longest in all of college basketball right now. So they've been able to do a very quality job there. It's a team that has been able to do a better job on offense because you've had a guy by the name of Andrew Garcia come in. It was banged up a little bit towards the early part of the season. It's a guy that's shooting right around 45% from three played at Stony Brook along with Georgia at his first couple stops. And he's really been able to do a solid job of being able to take hold of this offense. You've also got a Kent State team that 
has the best facilitator out there on the floor. That would be Sincere Carey. Sincerely, he is able to give you 17.5 points, 4.5 boards, 4.5 assists. Guy that's able to shoot in the mid-30s from 3 bar range. Kent State, they're going to have the advantage at the free line. It's an Akron team that they shoot sub-70% at the free line. Kent State, they're shooting more in the pocket of about 73 to 73.5% at the free line now with Akron. You've got two guys that I really like for this team down low. Ali Ali along with Enrique Freeman. And they do completely opposite things. Ali Ali is a guy that's saying six foot eight. He's able to bury right around 38-39% of his threes. He gives you right around 13.5 points per contest. And then Enrique Freeman. Double-double machine that's able to give you 11.5 rebounds per game. Problem is, outside of Enrique Freeman, you don't have a single other player for Akron that averages more than 3.5 rebounds per game. So they are very top-heavy with that aspect. I think that that's going to wind up coming back to bite them because got a guy like a Justin Hamilton for this Kent State team. He's able to give you a little bit of a block. He's able to give you six rebounds per game. And you've got to be taking a look at this Kent State team just differently in the streak as compared to what you wound up seeing towards the beginning part of the season because you wound up having a Kent State team that wound up taking some butt-ugly losses towards the beginning part of the season. They wound up losing to Central Michigan as a double-digit favorite. They wound up having a really bad one out of conference one. They wound up just getting completely punked by a Southern team by kind of 78 to 76. They were a double-digit favorite in that game as well. And for Kent State, ever since that, it's really been a good display of just a wide variety of things because it's a MAC conference in which you've got just a variance of styles. You've got a lot of teams that they play very up-tempo, and then you've got Akron that they play very low and slow. And I do think that with Akron, a big key for this team is going to be Xavier Castaneda, who has been able to give you right around 13 and a half points per contest, but I don't think it's going to be quite enough. I think you wind up seeing a game much like we wound up seeing when Kent State wound up taking on Akron the last time around. That was a 76 to that was a 66 to 64 win. Set my line, Kent State being a three and a half point favorite and made the total 127 and a half. Coming up in the second hour of the Greg Peterson experience, going to be diving into some more of the early games that we're going to be getting on this college basketball Saturday right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 